0: You're listening to the big show with George Rusick. Get to the flames, idiots. Yeah. Uh,
1: this is ridiculous.
2: And Maddie Rose. Just off the score of the coast, uh, the shore of Nova Coast. <laughs>
1: Today, Junior!
2: On SportsNet 960, the fan.
0: Hour number two. Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio at the bottom of the hour. The head coach and general manager of the Calgary Peters, Mr. Dave Dickinson, will join us. 8 o'clock, Brent Cron, Calgary sporting legend. We have a big announcement to make at 8 o'clock, too. Uh, We'll talk to Matt Devlin at 8.30. Impossible Flames trivia. All mixed in, too, in the 8.30 hour. And um, thanks to our man um, from Peter... Heading north on Deerfoot says the roads are like glass until you hit car stairs. So just be careful out there. Lots of icy roads. Pack your patience. Just Be safe out there. Joining us on the line right now on the Atlas Speeds and Sports Podcast hotline, former National Hockey Leaguer, NHL analyst for Sportsnet and the mid Podcast. We say good morning to Luke Gazdick. Luke, how are you?
1: Good guys, how are you,
0: uh, Luke? Um, uh, we're we're taking positive text messages this morning on the Calgary Flames. We're trying to be positive on a Wednesday. Give me something positive from last night's game. You worked the broadcast.
1: I'll give you something positive. I okay. thought That Blake Coleman line had a had a great night for them. Honestly, I, yeah. I thought I thought Blake was one of the few bright spots in the game. Um, he's a former teammate of mine in New Jersey. I know you guys know a lot about him, but. I thought that line had a, had, a, had a decent game. I'd love backline to get on the score sheet here at some point, but um, they were one of the, lines, the only lines that I noticed all night.
2: That's a humongous problem here. We were talking about Jonathan Huberdeau and the top line and where the impact is from this group right now. What are you seeing? How can they get to be more impactful?
1: Yeah, honestly, that's the biggest problem right now for this team is generating offense. I think the stat they showed during the game was Backland and uh, Backlund and Kadri, 21 and 20 shots, most shots in the NHL without a goal. So, I mean, they're putting shots there. But there's just no, like, sustained offense and ozone possession. It's short bursts here at a time, but there's no sustained pressure. There's just uh, – it's really tough to, to watch this over and over, the lack of offense that's being created – um it's just frustrating to say the least and honestly even on the physical side I think they had 12 hits last night as a team it's just a team that's not doing really much in the o zone to to get excited about
2: when they're in the offensive zone are you seeing problems with communication guys not being in the right spots just not battling enough what do you see as kind of some of the issues that's plaguing this team in the offensive zone and not allowing them to have sustained pressure after any of their chances.
1: Yeah, I think the battle level's got to come up. That's, that's first and foremost, but the Flames teams I remember, especially even the last couple of years have been great in the cycle. Like they get down, they start cycling D, they play this kind of big body hockey where it's puck protection and it's keeping the puck away. And I just, don't see any of these lines doing that right now for sustained amounts of time. It's, you know, double cycle up to the point, point shot with, with net front battles and and battling for rebounds. And I just, I don't see any of that from this team right now. It's, it's losing puck battles. Craig McTavish always used to tell us, tell me specifically as a big guy, the play can never die with you, especially as a big guy. You can't be the last guy to touch the puck and the play is going back down the other and 200 feet and i just see the play dying with a lot of these forwards they get posted up against the wall be de- poke the puck and it's gone and the flames that i remember um just really good off cycles and it- it's tough because we're not seeing any of that right now and that's nothing off the rush either it's it's uh it's tough to watch guys how tough
0: is it that uh when you, and you played in the league knowing that on this roster right now, Luke, there isn't a game breaker. A guy who can just take the puck and score a goal, you know, just open up, do do an individual effort. They have a lot of good players, but they don't have that quote game breaking goal score. How aware are guys on the team for that, that they know they have to do it by committee. And doesn't that just add a ton more pressure to the top six?
1: Yeah, I think. Everyone's kind of feeling pressure in the room right now, especially even a guy like Naz who hasn't scored yet. I look for him to be kind of their game breaker where you see flashes of it, right, where he'll get the puck in the neutral, get the crossovers going, walk in, and he's got to be a guy that can beat you two ways. He can toe drag and dangle you, or he can drop his shoulder and go in. And uh, We just haven't seen a lot from them, but it's got to be by committee. It sucks that Riziska got hurt last night because he was a guy I've been zoning in on And I know they've had trouble with him in in terms of getting a a consistent kind of compete level from, from him. And, you know, new guys that were supposed to bring in some lifeblood like Matty Coronado. And and, um, it's just tough because the offense isn't coming from, from anywhere. So I'm sure everyone feels the pressure, but that's got to be the message from Husk is that this has got to be by committee and you got to kind of take a page out of the Vegas golden Knights book, like watch some of Vegas's hockey. They're rolling four lines it's fast, it's off the rush, it's winning battles, and, I mean, they could pick up a couple lessons from a team like that.
0: Luke Gazdick, uh, NHL on Sportsnet Analyst, Mitzvah Podcast, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Podcast Hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Um, How frustrating are uh, Flames fans just watching Jonathan Huberto lately? Because you just know the talent is there, it's just, for some reason, Luke, I, like, we're running out of you know, words, superlatives to go, wait, what's wrong with Jonathan Huberto? We just, he hasn't looked like the guy he has in Florida, flat out here, outside of, you know, a few games here or there for the Calgary Flames. Like, how frustrated should Flames be with Jonathan Huberto? Because quite frank, frankly, Luke, they need a ton more from that guy if they're going to be a playoff team.
1: I know, it's frustrating to say the least and I think we can kind of pass by that narrative that that Florida Jonathan Huberdell 115 point season, I I truly don't know if we're going to be seeing that again, but at at least a shadow of that and we really haven't seen anything from from him Um, in terms of like I said, I know I love leaning back on the physicality, but sometimes when you're in slumps, you just got to kind of go out there and battle and throw your body around and try to engage yourself in other ways. And I just don't see any engagement from Jonathan Huberto. And it's really frustrating to watch because he's supposed to be that game breaker that you just said, like he's getting paid as a game breaker. You're making 10 plus. I mean, you got to be the guy who everyone can kind of jump on your back and ride and, He just hasn't been that guy all of last year. Obviously, we know the public struggles and all that. But even through seven this year, it's like I would love him to just take over games and just have the team kind of jump on his back and boys go, hey, UV's going tonight, you know, flying up and down the ice. And it just hasn't been the guy that I think a lot of people might have thought would have turned it around. Uh, after uh, a tough one last summer, uh, need more from him. It's just not simply, honestly, it's just not good enough.
0: Um, Luke, from a guy who's known to be a playmaker, one of the best passers in the NHL, why can't they? Why why can't he seemingly find any chemistry with a centerman on this team? I I, I don't understand that.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is a challenge for for Ryan Huska too. He's really throwing these lines around. They've been in a blender trying different combinations. It's got to be more, the most frustrating for him in that coaching staff, that just nothing's really working. Nothing has nothing's found and anything sustainable here. And I think, you know, that that's going to be the challenge coming down here is who, who are we going to play this guy with? What works? And it's just going to be more blender lines. He's going to be going back to the drawing board and saying the same stuff we've been saying for the last six here. Like, should we try him here? Should we try him here? Um, Frustrating to say the least. I'm sure I'm sure Hosk has a couple ideas of what he wants, but he's tried out different things and nothing's really seeming to work here, guys.
0: Um, Luke, want to play that clip uh, from Zadorov pregame after the morning skate uh, yesterday, talking about essentially the coaching change. Uh, here's the clip,
2: but I want to get your thoughts on it. It was Daryl. No, there's no Daryl, so there's no excuses. You know what I mean? You guys don't like hard coaches. You don't like good soft coaches. You don't like good coaches, fair? Like, I mean, you just... It's a it's a new day, league. You know, you you come up here, you play hard, and you just leave everything on the ice. I think that's that's
1: how simple it is.
0: Uh, I know Coleman came out yesterday and really didn't agree with those comments. What did you make of that comment from uh, Nikita Zadorov, specifically talking about the coaching change?
1: A, I loved playing with Russian teammates because they are just so blunt and they just <laughs> tell it like it is. Honestly, I might not have liked it, but he's right. Like he is almost bang on nail on the head with those comments. It's like, couldn't win with Daryl. Daryl was too hard. Ryan comes in. He's a little different. I I don't love, maybe he was talking about him soft or good, whatever word he wants to use for that. But he goes on to say that too many guys playing like individuals, right. And not like a team. And it's, it's, bad because he's right. And I think that can frustrate teammates because that can rub guys the wrong way where maybe that should be an internal message where you shouldn't be going to the reporters, maybe we should close the doors here after a game. And if you want to express those thoughts, just say those to us first. Or sometimes even I've had situations where guys will make you aware. Even a captain will be like, Boys, I'm I'm gonna let you guys have it here. Like we kind of gotta set the tone. But uh, he went out and did it himself. So I think that's one of the things that can maybe rub guys the wrong, wrong way is if it's maybe a message that they think should have stayed in the room. But it's hard to argue with him, honestly, because he he brought up some really good points, guys.
2: Yeah, and now we just kind of... like I liked him sticking up for Razichka yesterday. He's flying all over the ice. He's trying to create as well, but... You just need more from this group as a whole, and I think we're seeing that yesterday. I thought yesterday was also the first game. Well, it's only been two games, but really noticed the absence of Rasmus Anderson yesterday.
1: Yeah, he's um, he's a big part of that team, and even you know creating offense and and helping in that sense. But in the room. He's just a big part of this, and they just seem like a team that's deflated. The body language is bad on the bench. The body language is bad after goals. Yeah, they didn't give one up five on five. Their PK was buzzing until last night, ninety-five percent, second in the league. And they go out and give up two, two on the power play last night. So it's frustrating to say the least that he's going to miss that time, but it just, it looks like a deflated bunch. And I think that's the most disappointing part is they're kind of showing their frustration. Kadri chucking in the water bottle yesterday. And I think it's one thing when you start losing and you can say the right things, but when you see guys start to kind of break and you can see guys start to show that, that can start to be a sign of concern. Cause then you're like, ah, you know, what's going on here. And, uh, you know, maybe there's more going on behind closed doors, but it's at the end of the day, guys. It's only seven games. I know it's, uh, I know it's, um, it, it's like fans to panic and like hmm. people like us to want to panic. And hockey is better when the Battle of Alberta and both those Alberta teams are playing well. But I think it's only seven games, and and that that's uh, a glass half full, positive thing. Is we're not even yeah. d- into double digits here.
2: Yeah, the only thing there too is like. There's been the seeds, there's been the breadcrumbs of this frustration growing. Like, that Anderson, that Anderson play, pardon me, that's that's frustration. The hit he throws on line A, that's exactly what that is. Am I wrong?
1: No, 100%. That is strictly, that's not Raz, right? And that's kind of yeah. one of the reasons I didn't think he should get four games was it's Raz. It's not a Tom Wilson-esque hit or guy that's making that play. That's a player that's doing that strictly out of anger and frustration, and it's kind of unlike him. It's a bit out of character, um, but that's what I'm talking about. It's it's when you start to show those signs publicly and very vividly that can be a cause for concern, because you know one thing can lead to another here, and and they got to get the train kind of back on the tracks before before it starts going sideways.
0: Um, Luke, wanted to get your opinion. There's a lot of talk that Noah Hannafin uh, potentially will get extended here by the team. Um, obviously they've had discussions with Lindholm to stay. And I asked this question to Eric Francis yesterday. I want to get your take. What would you say to fans who are saying, well, you want to extend and keep this core together, but is this even a legitimate Stanley cup contender? Why would you want to keep that together? What would you say to those fans?
1: I mean, it's a legitimate call. It's a legitimate question. Um, but I think you gotta you got to have guys that show they got to want to be there. And and right now, I don't know if that's the case. Hannafin's kind of playing this game where, you know, is he in, is he out? And that's almost worse than than, than not signing at all. It's kind of just doing this back and forth thing. And Elias isn't really helping his cause too much. I mean, I'm here in Toronto with a guy like Willie Nylander who's looking for a new contract too, and you see the – difference in in their two games i know they're very different players but uh in different situations but um you want guys that want to be there uh first and foremost and i, I think they want to send a message that they want to keep guys here in calgary and 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 in canada but we'll see how that those situations unfold because it, it's a legitimate cause for concern when you know is is this core it right
2: What'd you see from the Oilers in that game against Minnesota as they uh, start play without McDavid?
1: Not good, guys. Not good. Oh, uh, too bad. Defensive effort, <laughs> just poor defensive efforts. I'm talking. I have this notepad that I write, you know, during games while we're watching, and I'm analyzing stuff and it's just no box out after no box out after no box out. And it's soft plays on their own side of the red line. They took three too many men on the ice penalties in one game. What? Oh my gosh. I I didn't even know that was a possible thing to do. I played for 11 years. (laughs) I don't think I ever saw us do it more than once once in a game like that old saying fool me once fool me whatever but it just it's a team where if you go on the road and you score four goals you should be winning that game every time good teams don't give up more than four on the road you should be winning that jack made some huge saves early and they go into the third period and just poor defensive efforts no sticks no battle um there were a couple guys up front Kaner had the gordie how hat trick but on a whole it was a night for a bunch of guys with elevated minutes and opportunities to kind of grab those especially here with connor out and just guys not grabbing the opportunity by the horns here It, it was more disappointing to say the least
2: could
0: jay woodcroft be in trouble here
1: I never thought I would be saying this or even talking about this discussion, even this early in the year. But I mean, nothing's off the table in, in Edmonton right now is probably what I what, what I would say. Um, what
0: would After, you say? What would you say about their slogan this year? Cup or bust? Right now, Luke.
1: I wish those two guys never said that. Honestly, <laughs> it's 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 just a it's a clickbait quote for people to use all year, especially going through struggle. Listen, I know I said it about the Flames too, but we're not even in double-digit games here, and they just lost the best player in the world, so I try not to get too ahead of myself. But it's when you see habits start to form that are a major growing concern. And for this team, it's everything on their own side of the red line. And there's a couple guys in particular that, you know, Evan Bouchard, minus three last night with three points. Like, are you kidding me? Um it's just it's habits that we're seeing start to form and and the goaltending has been the issue as well right if i mean jack was superior through two but you can't be giving up seven a game and expect to win anything
2: do you like the canucks slogan for the season come on let's go well boy
1: that's not that is that it
2: yeah you can see it on their website if you want to go buy tickets
1: Oh, gosh, I'm not a big fan of that one, but I am a big <laughs> fan of the way the Canucks are playing. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd love to see some of that effort out of both Alberta mm-hmm. teams and some of that drive. Talk has got those guys instilled with a little bit of culture, a little bit of toughness, and their top guys are going. And, um, that That's a team walked into Nashville last night, got another win. Um, it, it's, a, it's a Pacific division that's wide open right now, and they're kind of making the best of it. What are they, four and two? I wish... Uh, I wish both of our, our Alberta, Alberta team, sorry, mm. would take a page out of their book.
0: Yeah, be uh, it'll be fun on Sunday. Come, Come on, Heritage let's Classic. go. Come on, let's go. Buy Heritage tickets, Classic get
1: your tickets, guys.
0: That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Luke Gazdick, NHL analyst for Sportsnet, Mitzoff podcast. Luke, always terrific stuff. Thanks for this, pal.
1: Anytime, guys. Thanks,
0: Luke Gazdick on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hall. And hey, your boy Jay Woodcroft. Oh, I don't know. Things don't look good in Edmonton. I didn't right realize now.
2: they took three too many men
0: penalties. How's that possible? In How the, do you an, in do in the that? NHL, in the NHL, yes. Like were like in all... beer league, you <laughs> wouldn't take three too many men penalty.
2: The ref would be, be like, hey, Steve, He'd be like, <laughs> you can't play the rest of the game. You went on the ice twice <laughs> you're already. Done. You're, you're done, done. Steve. <laughs> take a seat, yeah. bud. Yeah. Mix they, in the water. You're done. Yeah, you t- sit down." Steve. They took yeah. one at
3: five nineteen of the first. Yeah, two o three of the second. Yeah, and seventeen forty five of the third. How? In the, the NHL? The Wild also got called for one. So there was four in total in that game, <laughs> no. but three by the Oilers.
0: Like an NHL team had yep. three too many men. Like in the
2: NHL. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wild didn't score on any of those power plays no, for what didn't. it's worth. Mm. But, but nevertheless. In, in the, the NHL. give enough opportunities. Like in the NHL. Yes. No, it was in the NHL, George. That's okay. correct. It was, that's um, the league they play. In. Dave
0: Dickinson next. Uh, head coach and GM of the Calgary Stampeders. The playoff bound. <laughs>
2: Calgary yeah. Stampeders. The stats line is crazy. Everyone who had a point yesterday is minus one at least. <laughs> That's Oilers hockey, baby. There you go.
3: Woo.
0: Dave Dickinson next. Uh, so Brent Cron in studio at 8 o'clock. And a big announcement at 8 o'clock, too. Lots to do. Matt Devlin, Impossible Flames trivia. Talked about this announcement. Locks of the day. We'll do all of that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We'll wrap up the 7 o'clock hour with our locks of the evening. Brought to you by our good friends at Calgary Lock and Safe. Top of the hour, uh, Brent Cron, Calgary sports legend in studio. We have a big announcement to make at 8 o'clock. And at 8.30, Matt Devlin, the voice of the Toronto Raptors on sports. And hey, the Raptors kick off their season tonight. Yeah, I we'll talked to Matty D and we'll play Impossible Flames Trivia a chance to win a $50 gift card from our good friends at vacay, Bruco and some swag. We'll do that. Yeah, sir. But right now, joining us on the line, fresh off clinching a playoff spot. He's the head coach and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. We say good morning on the Atlas pizza and sports bar guest hall line to Dave Dickinson. Uh, how was your, uh, weekend this weekend after clinching <laughs> that spot, Dave?
4: Well, a lot of work still to be done. I mean, listen, we're, we are, <laughs> we are happy. We are, uh, a couple weeks ago, obviously uh, we talk every week, and it didn't look good. But uh, proud of the guys for just for just trusting to to give it what they got, take care of what they control, and it worked out. So, but yeah, we know where we're at, and we're we're still trying to get a lot better.
0: Um, how I don't know. Like, did did the streaks ever pop into your mind? Like all these streaks. Like no Alberta team has missed Canadian football playoffs since the nineteen thirties. Like obviously the streak the Stamps have getting into the playoffs. Were those things kind of in the back of your mind?
4: Uh, I don't even know about them that much just because unless I do radio interviews, I don't pay <laughs> attention to it. So, you're welcome. Um, really, no, you just can't because it's not important. Uh, you know, it is cool when you look back. Let's say you're retired and you, yep, we did this, we did that. That's great. But when you're in the middle of it, you got to live right, right in the present and... You got to try to take care of your business in front of you. So what I was most proud of was our guys' performance. I mean, we went into BC against a great team, and uh, we kind of took over from the get-go. And and uh, we got some breaks too. You know, we we got the interceptions, they dropped theirs. Uh, you know, we we were the team that was a little bit. We you know, the calls went our way. So you know, a lot of things are you know, they've been going against us, uh, potentially went our way in this one. And the guys played with, with the physical edge and played well.
0: I asked you uh, last week about belief, what the belief was like in the locker room. What's the belief like now in the locker room after that massive win in B.C.?
4: Well, I think we've always thought we could beat any team. Now, we didn't know we could do it, you know, consistently do it back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. We're still in that mode. We play Winnipeg, which uh, we've had so many close games against them, and we we haven't been able to push through enough time. So uh, we understand the schedule is set up, you know, Sask and then BC and Winnipeg for us at the end of the year, understanding probably those are the teams we're going to have to beat in the playoffs. So uh, momentum is, 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 a, is a real thing. Uh, confidence comes from winning back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So that's basically our goal, to see if we can keep keep that going.
0: Uh, are you hoping there's more babies to be born here in the near future? Because <laughs> clearly that's working for you guys, Dave.
4: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, you win a great cup, probably more babies are on the way. Oh, boy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, That's certainly something that we can look at next year.
2: For sure. Hmm. Uh, Dave, I wanted to throw a few numbers at you, and I'm curious if you could tell me which one you think was the most impactful on your win. Your team went four for six in the red zone, scored four touchdowns, and on the two you didn't score touchdowns, you left with field goals. Uh, You led in turnovers, 6 nothing, and you took way less penalties, four for 50 yards compared to 10 for 117 for the opposition. Which one of those three numbers kind of stands out as maybe the most important to the victory?
4: Uh, Probably own the ball, you know, the turnover margin. I mean, we've been excellent now the last uh, two games. We've been forcing turnovers at a huge rate and protecting the ball. So I think the ball is the key to, to football. If you own the ball, you win the game. You know, uh, the second one is probably penalties. And, uh, you know, even some of our penalties, they weren't even earned. They uh, – yep you know Toronto got involved the command center and you know said oh, okay this guy looked at him wrong mm-hmm. and so he gets a penalty and that's fine because they're trying you know I'm in, I'm 100% on favor of I don't need it to be a you know a scrum out there I don't I don't think any of us need that uh but you know we have to stand up for ourselves a little bit so like I'm fine with what we got because we were we were disciplined we played with poise yeah some penalties happened but not really as far as uh, our techniques and our focus was tight and uh, so those two things, it's, it's great to get touchdowns as well, but I, I always preach owning the ball and and playing by, and knowing the rules. So certainly uh, we've been doing a good job in the last couple of weeks.
2: Why did that defensive game plan work so well? Did something a little bit different, saw a lot of a 3-4 look from your defense? Why did that work so well for your club?
4: Well, I mean, we really, we were down... Couple, you know, a D lineman, and so we, you know, we weren't sure how much Mike Moore was going to play, even though he played pretty well. Yes. So we, we uh, branched months, and you know, thought, let's try this uh, three-four, and uh, some other teams play. It's not like other teams haven't done it. It's not like we reinvented the wheel on that, but uh, we hadn't showed it. So you know, when you go in and prepare for something, and then obviously something completely different comes at you. Uh, it can throw you off. I I understand, though, that they'll be 100% ready for it next time we play them. So Mm -hmm. it was one of those we needed to win. I mean, basically, we had to win that game. And and, uh, feeling good about that we could go execute a, a new plan, that was certainly on our minds, but the guys did. And... And we also are heavy at linebacker right now, which is really helping our special teams unit. But it also gave us a chance to to have a different personnel grouping that that confused uh, confused them a little bit uh, last time we played BC.
2: Yeah, that point at the end that you make, the fact that they were able to you know learn it over the last couple of weeks and then apply it so well, that has to be encouraging. Knowing that you know, like you mentioned, BC will expect that, but now you've got a couple of different looks that you can rely on at any point in the game. You know, health. Providing, right,
4: yeah, and you just you just you know when it comes down a lot of times it's just execution, um, but it is sometimes if you can find a way to i mean keep their eyes maybe a little bit confused, uh, for us, you know, maybe cloudy or muddy up some of their calls, being their offensive line, they're not sure who's blitzing and where, or what what sort of angles do we have in our run game, and all these type of things it was it was a nice change up, uh, we can hopefully. Um, build on it and uh, use the calls we need to to call to win the game.
3: Uh, Dave, talk to me about that run game, 213 yards on the ground. Uh, you get Dedrick Mills going. You get uh, obviously Kadeem Carey, or sorry, Peyton Logan going, and then you obviously Kadeem uh, Carey had a good game as well. Just talk about that run game, 213 yards. That's big.
4: Yeah, I mean we got some some of those a lot of those yards late, which is good, you know, when you end a game with the ball and you and you're still able to get first downs when they know you're pretty much running. The key for us we got the lead. When you get the lead, then you can Yeah. you can kind of grind it out and you can you can uh negate what maybe is their top strength over there, which is their pass rush. They really have a good pass rush. So mm-hmm. um you know, we felt like if we could get the lead, control the ball and and also uh, keep their guys on the sideline. You know, they're an explosive unit on offense as well, so we didn't want to give them too many chances. So, listen, the game went the way we wanted it to go. It'll never go that way again, as far as it'll be a different game. Doesn't yeah. mean we can't win, but uh, we were very happy with how it went down.
3: You thought uh, your estimation was that the best performance from the, the five guys in front of Jake? That offensive
4: line looked really good, too. Well, I mean, it was. We, we got Bryce Bell back, yep. which helped. Um, we played him at some different spots, tackling and tight end. And I thought, for the most part, uh, that everybody else was was on point. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't win some of their battles as well. I mean, they they still got in the backfield and and, and made their plays, and they did take some penalties there too, though, which which helped us maintain our drive. So. Um, Definitely was a solid game for offensive line, and they got rewarded by that uh, at their PFF grades. But as a group, we know we're still coming together. But I think we're getting better. I think you saw those six that we had playing. uh, You know, we're certainly gelling and doing a pretty good job.
3: Uh, And Cameron Judge, man, three straight games with interception, five now on the season. How how impressive was that interception he made?
4: It was nice. I mean, he... uh, He was in in position to make a couple, you know, he had a couple of close calls as well. He got one PI that was very close to, I don't know if it was or not, but it got called uh, by command center. Mm He just had a good game. He he's been doing that though, and he you know he's not maybe getting the tackling numbers or getting all that because he plays a little farther off the ball. He plays more of in the drop mode, whereas Micah always a little bit closer. But our linebackers have done a nice job. I mean, Micah also had a good game with tackles and interception and sack, and so we really felt like the linebacker crew uh, uh, led us to that victory. But if you look at it, we we were able to get pressure. Our back end probably played their best game. Our corners tackled the best they've tackled all year. And then you had ball hawks back there as well. So uh, yeah. coming together and those linebackers to me are the glue. They're the ones that keep it together.
0: Um, Dave, what's the game plan uh, for this week? How do you manage rest versus rust?
4: Well, we're we're not a team that needs rest. Sorry, we don't. We We need to play and play better. Because uh, we're not we're not the greatest right now anyway. We, yeah, we won two games in a row. We want to play better and better and better. We we got to take that now. If you're if you're beat up and you're you're certainly yes, we can talk about uh, you know either not playing or not playing as much. But we're not in that mode. We're trying to get better and we're trying to win a game.
2: How have the players handled the cold weather here the first couple of weeks? Good. Or the first couple of days. Uh, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, you're right. As I look out, pretty dark. Yeah, you know, that's the crazy part for me is that, uh, yeah, you, you wake up, it's just so dark, and it does, it does, it is chilly. But once you're out in the field, it's usually pretty good. I mean, uh, the guys, I don't think have have had any issues. Now the field's slippery. I'm p- pulling back. We're not doing as much. Uh, don't want to get an injury uh, in practice, uh, but it could happen, so I've got to be careful on that. So that's been the only challenge: is the footing slipping. Uh, they're fine with the temperature. Once they're out and running, it's good, and it's not going to be horrible. I don't know if to people that maybe they, they they think oh it's cold don't come out to the game, but it's really not that bad. I mean, I, I wear out there as long as the wind ain't blowing. I haven't felt like it's that cold, and that's what that's what playoff football is about: is is playing in colder weather and playing well.
2: Did you ever have maybe a, a brief teammate or do you remember any of the American players being exposed to this and immediately saying, yeah, I'm probably good. And just going back home. Like I remember the big global offensive lineman from Mexico a couple of seasons ago, it got like minus 20, one of the first winter days and he was like, yeah, I'm probably
4: good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's, there's certainly some guys that, uh, Don't need much maybe to find an excuse to roll home. So I'm not going to say it's cold, but, uh, you know, if you play football long enough, in fact, some of the American guys, I know the Texas guys are kind of fired up to be in the snow. Uh, They're looking forward to it. I know I was talking to Floyd Allen, you know, he's, Definitely deep south. He's like, I, I just want to go see this, you know, the mountains uh, with snow on them. I think that'd be cool. I? I said, that is cool. So uh, let's make sure we win <laughs> some games first. But it is, It's it, you know, they see pictures and it's not a negative right now. It's not the, the cold weather. It's not been a negative at all. Uh, the only negative is the field and, and the slipperiness of it. And that's just something we have to deal with.
0: Uh, Dave Dickinson is the head coach and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. Uh Dave, congrats on the playoff berth. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for this. Okay. Take care guys. There he is in the Atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline.
2: Shout out to uh Gio equipment manager. Mm. Shorts. Still in shorts. Oh yeah. Shorts and tee. Uh,
0: no t shirt. He's, think a, he's, he's a got a long I think sleeve. He's got long sleeves. Oh,
3: okay. We're but... still shorts.
0: I think we all. Uh, do you
3: reminds me of every like grade sixer when I was in school, <laughs> just out there with no coat on. It's like <laughs> minus fifteen. You're like, oh, fine, I don't need this. Yeah, my brother was one of them. Yeah, and they're <laughs> shivering. Except like yeah. he looks like I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine.
0: <laughs> like do you, uh, I know that we we all known somebody in our lives who wears shorts all year round. Oh yeah, yeah. like I remember at uh, six eighty news in Toronto. I think he still works there. Steve Burkhart's his name. Shout out Steve Burkhart. <laughs> The man wore shorts all year round. Yeah. it was minus like twenty five out. The guys in shorts. He's wearing like winter boots and like super thick socks. Yet he's wearing shorts.
2: I go. I don't understand this. What's your I logic go, Put here? Put <laughs> pants on, man. <laughs> like pants.
0: Put I the hate calves pants. away. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> you hate pants? I'm not a big fan of pants, but I okay, also sure
0: we all prefer we all prefer to wear shorts. I get it. But like when it's minus twenty five out, he's wearing the super thick wool socks with the giant thick boots. And shorts.
3: I just don't get it. I mean, you lose your, as long as your feet and head are covered. I mean, that's where you lose the heat, right? That's a good point. And your hands and your armpits. Yeah. Like, um, I get it.
2: Yeah, you use you lose eighty percent of your body heat through your head. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah, you sure do. When do you guys get home? Do you switch out of your pants Ugh. immediately? Yeah. yeah, like first thing you it's do into
3: like sweatpants or shorts or something. Yeah. like that.
2: yeah, yeah. It's almost like the f- very first. time. I have to I go do. out afterwards, and I'm like, yeah. No, I Je- will. I will switch out for like twenty minutes, and then even if even if I'm home for fifteen <laughs> oh, minutes, yeah. and then I'm switching to something else. Yeah, no way. I'm nope. sitting around in jeans. these are these are like a uniform that I have to
3: wear <laughs> yeah, out no, in like, public. I, I wore jeans too. I'm like, what? the Hard hell am I pants
2: because I felt like they'll be warmer. Ridiculous. <laughs> yep, warmer on the leg. It's oh. easily like immediately top, top three thing I do when I get home. It's like pet my little baby dog, <laughs> go yep. to the washroom, and take my pants off. Pretty
0: much. Um, that's me outside of uh, the baby dog. You know, up up like <laughs> you get a dog. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I actually flipped my uh, temperature from air conditioning to the heater. Yeah, oh, we yeah. did that. I still we had did that earlier air this week. Like, yeah, it's fine. I yeah, yeah, I have to, yeah, wait for my building to actually turn
3: on. And the I'm central like, heat? it's oh. and I'm like, it's and <laughs> so I'm right, like, I'm it's 16 chilly. in here. Yeah, I'm, like, okay. <laughs> 16? Like, I'm fine. No, <laughs> like, I'm fine. It's not oh, that chilly. That would be awful. I'd
2: have to wear blankets. I run hot. I got big, big windows. So, like, half of the room will be the temperature that the thermostat says. Yep. But if you get within, like, four feet of the windows, you're like, oh, God, this oh, yeah. is freezing. My
3: balcony door's already has got ice on them.
2: Yeah, like, my it's dinner bad. my dinner table right by the window. So I have to wear, like, slippers when I eat dinner oh, well, because slippers. it's that much colder. You do like a good slipper. Oh, I love a good slipper, mm. George. Those um, North Face ones. Yeah, pants off, slippers on. Let's go. <sighs> okay.
0: <laughs> um, It reminds me of that 50 Cent lyric um which one face down something up Sorry. um we Turn got a big that's
3: two live crew no uh 50 I think of something else. cent
0: no i'm not no
3: face down blank, guys up. i'm
2: gonna go out and say that there's been more than one hip-hop artist yeah. that's used okay. that before right, you're right so <laughs> good, good i don't point. i'm not i'm not gonna i don't know who we can pin it to who originated yeah. it but i think it's been it more okay, than one fine. Song two live
0: crew all right yeah fi- okay 50 cent Also, What was that. the lyric again? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, top of the hour. Uh, we got an announcement coming. Big announcement. And we're yeah. busy in the 8 o'clock hour. Brent in studio. Mm-hmm. Matt Devlin, the voice of the Raptors at 8.30. Mm-hmm. And we'll play Impossible Flames trivia. We got a lot to jam in in the 8 o'clock hour. But because we're so busy, uh, we got to do our locks of the evening. Brought to you by our good friends at Calgary Lock and Safe. As I stall... For the read, Uh, visit sports.ca slash 960 for your chance to win a bronze 16 rifle gun safe. Uh, For Calgary Lock and Safe, hunting season is back, Alberta. Be safe out there. Be safe. Uh, what did we do yesterday on our locks of the evening?
3: Uh, well, GVP oh. was perfect. He got uh, he oh. nailed a uh, uh, Nikola uh, Jokic be... triple double and uh, Willie Nealander anytime
2: goal. Those are good picks. Yeah. Those would have been like what plus two hundred at least on both. Well, did at you least? play that?
1: Willie Nealander was plus two seventy five. Uh, Jokic was plus
2: one
3: forty five. Whoa! Did
0: you play him? Yes, sir. Wow! Oh, Yes, racket king uh, among men.
3: Racket. Uh, Georgia went one and one. Uh, Maddie was zero for two. Oh. I,
0: na- I nailed my champions. League. You did. Napoli I was, against Union Berlin. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Jokic was a point short, and Steph was a three-pointer short of hitting mm. both yeah. of my best. LeBron and Jamal Murray were both a point
3: LeBron short James. as well, of getting beat. over in the first quarter, and Lindholm didn't have an assist. Otherwise, I would have been perfect. Uh, John Benner was one and one as well. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh,
0: what do you what, what do you got today? What do you got, little two pack for us uh, today? A
2: little two pack today. Uh, I started browsing earlier and I got a little bit distracted, so I'd love if you could just buy me a moment
3: here and maybe we go around the room here quick. All right, Patty. What do you like today? Uh, we'll go to the Toronto Raptors and the Minnesota oh, Timberwolves. Okay. I like mm. uh, I like uh, this one. I like the Raptors to win. OG Ananobi over one and a half steals and blocks combined, as well. Pascal Siakam over one and a half steals and blocks combined. Okay, GVP, what do you like today, my man?
1: Uh, I'm going to go to the one hockey game for the night. Uh, New Jersey and Washington, I got a same-game parlay. I'm going to go under 7.5 goals in the match for both teams combined, parlayed with a regulation win for the Devils. Ooh, okay. Uh, And then I'm going to go to Boston Celtics, New York Knicks. I'm going to take Jason Tatum to have 30 tonight. Ooh,
0: that's bold. I like those picks. Uh are you I'm, ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm gonna take
2: got. the Jack Hughes over the points. He's got his set at one and a half. You can get that at plus one ten. And I'm also going to take a shot problem. Tyler Toffoli, set at three and a half and going at plus one twenty. All right. Uh you know, uh you know I liked me uh some
0: UEFA champions league. Mm. I'm gonna take uh <laughs> the over Asian handicap. Mm. Of 3.75. I have no idea what that means. Um, it depends on you get, if it goes over, you get half your bet or some of your bet. Anyway, it's, it's a lot to explain. I'm going to take uh, RB Leipzig hosting uh, Cervantes Vezda, a.k.a. Red Star Belgrade today mm-hmm. in Champions League. I'm going to take the over Asian handicap, Patrick, okay. of 3.75. Lock that in. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to take um, Jack Hughes, over one and a half points this evening. Okay, there you go. Love it. There's our, our locks, courtesy of our good friends at Calgary Lock and Safe. Uh, hunting season is back, Alberta. Be safe out there. Visit Sportsnet.ca/960 to enter for your chance to win a Braun 16 rifle
3: gun safe. Have you been keeping like what? It, do you know what our records are for this? Is I've been keeping track of them. I'll I can add up. Uh, over the break here, but I can uh, get us, I a will, record. I think I think
0: GVP is probably our leader. I think he definitely is. Yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a couple days that I went zero for two, but yeah, I had a couple yeah. that I went two for two. I, oh, all I think we're all fairly. I think we're around, around the, same the same marker, yeah. Because yeah. Mm. I know the baseball stuff cost us, and at least, <sighs> we've really honed our picks too. It wasn't as uh, easy as saying, "Hey, the Philly crowd's going to be uh, going to
3: cheer loud." Uh, yeah. I couldn't are yeah, more real locks now. <laughs> I, I yeah. couldn't
2: I couldn't find that one on my sports book that night
3: actually. Yeah, you could. not <laughs> yeah. It's going to be That's really plus loud. Plus Phillies got the best I, fans I tonight. I called
2: them and they said, "What are you talking about?" Well, yeah, those Cowboy so
3: fans loud. at SoFi were a, a Yeah, little, very loud. They're it's very loud. They're not the same guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um,
0: straight ahead, a big announcement coming on the show. Mhm. Like a serious announcement here. Mm. Serious stuff for such a serious sports show like Mm. ours.
2: Yeah, that's it. Where
0: you have so much journalistic integrity. Uh, Big announcement coming up. uh, 830, the voice of the Raptors on Sportsnet, Matt Devlin, will join us. We'll play Impossible Flames trivia. Guess what? It's another hard one today. Oh, God. We'll do all of that in the 8 o'clock hour. It's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's GVP. It's Sportsnet 960, the fan.